Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. On the line, we've got the General Secretary of the South African Teachers Union, Ubabu um, Mungwana Maluleke. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, Bongani. Uh, good morning to your listeners. Thanks for having me. Um, um, we are talking about, I guess, uh, teachers um, and the support that they have when it comes to schools. I mean, the Constitution uh, protects every, tra- every child from maltreatment, from neglect, from abuse. But what protection do the teachers have against the kids? Well, the only protection that the teachers have against the, the, the kids is the value system that our parents give us uh, from home because the charity begins at home. And that the second protection is the love that the parents have uh, for their children. And therefore, that those particular children will go to school at the age of six years, seven years, having formed that particular uh, value system in terms of respect, in terms of love, in terms of uh, taking responsibilities. Those are the value system that uh, protected the teachers. Otherwise, then we can talk about the law, um, which protected them against any harm, against violence, uh, in terms of the constitution of uh, South Africa. That, that that's what they have. Uh, basically, um, is it enough? Uh, well, it is another discussion. Because that that was that was going to be my next question. I mean, you spoke about the fact that I guess it's love and respect that kids get taught from home, which really can't be measured, uh, mm. because a lot of us parents aren't doing enough for our kids. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So, and, and obviously now, from 1996, um, ki- um, teachers aren't allowed to practice corporal punishment. It, it was taken away, and there was no re, I guess, teaching them new skills or new ways of disciplining. So, what do they actually do in a, in a, in a class environment where you've got 70 kids in a class and you've got one teacher? What they do in the absence of the corporal punishment, which was also not uh, educative, it was also not human um, to be used. I must say that um, um, uh, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't lament. We shouldn't cry that it is gone. We should be able to say we need to take collective responsibility as the parents and as the teachers. So what the teachers ha- are doing under very difficult circumstances is to be able to communicate with the parents and then be able to apply some alternative measures of discipline in terms of really taking some of the benefits or some of the, um, uh, what you call incentives uh, from the learner. Uh, they also use demerit system for the learners to, uh, you know, apply what they call an, an extrinsic uh, methods um, of reward and punishment and so forth because we are assuming as the teachers that the children at the age of six have really formed the intrinsic value um, um, of really wanting to learn and uh, be exhausted. So that's what the teachers do, basically. And then some uh, learners end up really being retained at school. Detention is one of those particular methods that really um, is applied in the form of a deterrence that you'll be detained. And therefore, if the parents have to come and be picking you up, they also feel that particular pain that you feel mm-hmm. and then begin to go back and really talk to you strongly to come to school. Um, so, so those are, are the alternative methods that uh, 
um, have been introduced by Kada Asmal and when he was the, was, was, was the minister. Well, the issue of training, we also have got to look at whether universities now are really training issues of discipline in terms of how you control 70 learners in the classroom and so forth. So um, innovative teachers who improvise basically what they do, they use education. They give um, interesting lessons, interesting uh, stories about how learners can be kept uh, busy so that uh, the, the minds are not loose, the minds are not uh, wandering about and mm-hmm. so forth. So they have to deal with a number of other things. So because teachers, being teachers, they always improvise. So uh, some of the things we don't know how they do them, but it's because they're very creative uh, as, as, as being trained to be creators themselves. So they create an environment in the classroom that really is able to then um, point out to them and say there's only one kid or like two of them who are bullies, who uh, are not really um, um, dealing or respecting the code that is there of the classroom and the code of conduct for the for the entire yeah. school. Yeah, so, so they do look at those things. Sure. SG, I mean, it, it ends up just being a war on words and a war of words with the teachers and the pupils, you know. Is insulting a student by a teacher a violation of anti-bullying laws? Yeah, um, because uh, according to the law, if you insult uh, the student, basically start this ostracization of that particular, you're also um, um, not respecting the dignity of that particular student. So yes, there are a lot of uh, 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 you know policies and code of conduct that really are, are restrictive uh, to not use that because it is not part of discipline. It is actually basically it's part of uh, what uh, the, the learner is going to throw back. Okay. Uh, to you when you, when you insult. So you better use education to educate the child. Take your time instead of teaching mathematics when you're supposed to teach mathematics, teach citizenship. Uh, really remind every learner that you are there to, to school. But of, not all of them, of yeah. course. There are very few of them that will not even hear what you are saying because the problem would not have started in the classroom, Nala. The, the problem would have started at home where yes. we didn't build that particular value system. So, I mean, what about the teacher there? who instills fear in the children. You know, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, the teacher who was combing those boys' hair as they were entering school. And what do you do in situations like that? Well, you have got to agree uh, to a certain extent that uh, that was not uh, what the Code of Conduct is saying, basically, for the school. And that's why it was said that it will be investigated, because I would immediately know that uh, doing that particular instilling fear, it is not part of education. Um, it is part of what might have been used in the past, long time ago, where basically you were fearing the teacher rather than to be revering the teacher um, because of methodologies that they were used, like your punishment, corporal punishment. So it's almost the same as that. Um, so basically, under those particular circumstances, the teacher needs guidance, the teacher needs counseling, the teacher needs really um, uh, to take a, a step backward and say, I joined this particular profession because of caring, and therefore let me then teach these uh, children to be clean, to be to be neat, to, to love themselves, mm. and so forth, because that is what education basically does. It changes the behavior, and that's the intention of us taking our children there, is to build on what the parents have done and change their behavior behaviors and so but if you instill fear you are building in mm. them mm. that particular feeling of not being valued and therefore at a particular point in time it bursts 
And when it is closed, uh, we have a kid who is violent, who is aggressive, because he has learned that, look, I can also instill fear in others, and therefore start bullying the other children and so forth, using the same tactic. We'll have to leave it there, uh, Mr. Maluga. Thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Bongan and Nala. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take off with Ubongani and Nala. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.